Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey, this is Jordy Collada from the Jordy Collada Show. Our podcast daily is brought to you by RMB Builders. Give Reb Bourgeois a call today. He is a custom home builder offering both new construction and can remodel in the Baton Rouge area and surrounding areas. They are licensed for commercial and residential construction. They can also handle your office renovation or building maintenance. They're online at rmb-builders.com. They're on Instagram and Facebook at rmbbuildersllc. Rhett Bourgeois and RMB Builders bringing you the Jordy Collada Podcast. Welcome into a Thursday edition of the Jordy Collada Show, driven and powered by Go Chevrolet Live here on this Thursday morning as we will recap last night's LSU baseball win 9-2 over Lamar as the Tigers go into the weekend with another win. We will also talk about the LSU men's basketball team staying alive and spring football gets going today. So we're going to be quick here this morning. We are going to uh, just be in for about 35-40 minutes and we're going to head over to the Ponderosa. We're going to head over to LSU uh, practice facility and take in this morning's practice. I'll have some content following, and we'll have some video and some uh, pictures that we'll be putting out as well. Um, but I just want to go check out the first day of practice. They're running a lot of these practices uh, in morning sessions, so it'll be limited on how many that we can all really make. Uh, so I want to get over there uh, and check out uh, this first day of practice, and it'll open up about 8 o'clock this morning, according uh, to the media alert that went out. Uh, but a lot of the practices throughout the duration of spring are going to be in in the morning. Um, so a lot of those will fall during the middle of the week, and we won't miss a lot of shows, but we will miss this morning's just due to it being the first day and want to go check it out. Uh, don't forget that we're always brought to you by Go Chevrolet. Our friends are online at GEAUXChevrolet.com. Got a great selection of trucks over there at Go Chevrolet. So if you're in the market, check them out. Their inventory is online at GEAUXChevrolet.com. Also, our phone line, Metropolitan Health Group. As we said, it'll be a quick show here in the first hour as uh, we're going to head over to uh, LSU football facility and check out the first day of practice and we will get to LSU men's basketball and LSU uh, baseball getting the win last night. But it was interesting to see earlier this week something that Brian Kelly was talking about going in to this part of the schedule that Jaden Daniels is LSU starting quarterback, but Garrett Nussmeyer going to get first-team reps. And this is something that we've talked a lot about 
throughout this buildup and you know lead up into spring is how the quarterback reps were going to be divvied up. And while Jaden Daniels obviously had earned his right to be the number one quarterback after the way that he played last year in the announcement of coming back, there was always the feeling that it was going to be another year of competition. It was going to be another year where that position was going to be up for battle. And with the way that Nussmeyer played to close the season, specifically in the SEC title game and played a little bit in the bowl game, obviously, um, you know, with, with, with showing his ability to throw the ball down the field and the strength of the team for LSU, obviously being at wide receiver or part of it being at wide receiver on the outside. Um, this is a quarterback competition. I mean, this is a quarterback competition that on the field begins today. And Brian Kelly said so much earlier this week when he said, Garrett Nussmeyer, we got a chance to see him in the SEC championship game, and he's a guy that can do a lot of things. We need to keep an open mind. We got to give him some work with the first team as well, as we'll continue to develop him, because certainly he has the tools as well. So Jaden's our starter, but Garrett Nussmeyer needs to continue to grow. You can't grow if you're just getting second team reps. You got to be given the opportunity to go out there and show what he can do with the first team. So it's as much as we think, and some may believe that this is a signed, sealed, delivered position where LSU is content on. This this is a competition. This is an open competition every day, and on the field going into fall, it it begins today. And that's really why I want to get out and check out the first day of spring. It's just get the energy. There's going to be a lot of high energy out there. Also, Kelly announced a lot of guys are going to be missing. So, you know, you'll, 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 you'll be able to dial in specifically on, on certain guys you want to go see. Right? And, you know, I mean, there'll they'll, they'll be all types of, of stories out there, like true freshmen who have uh, enrolled early, like Taviano, who's going to be there. Looking forward to seeing guys like him. Uh, obviously, Deshaun Walmack is a five-star guy, but going to be limited in practice with uh, a shoulder surgery that he had to to go through earlier uh, when he got to campus. So th- there's a lot of stories out there. But, you know, here on day one, I want to go check out what's going on with the, the quarterback, uh, see this offensive line rotation, uh, see Denver Harris and some of the new DBs that will be working out. Obviously, those wide receivers, you'd love to see Aaron Anderson in this crew, but he'll be missing action uh, as well with uh, what's going on with some of his injury setbacks that he had uh, coming into Baton Rouge. So uh, a lot of storylines all over the field at LSU football today. We'll be out there for the first practice, and we'll have uh, some updated content for you as soon as we get out of there. But we're just going to hang out here for about 35, 40 minutes before – we, uh, we, we jump over to, uh, to, to, to the practice field and check out what's going on there for day one. Make sure and hit that like button, share button, comment button. We always appreciate you starting your day here with us. LSU baseball last night rolls as they take care of business 9-2 to two, uh, as they scored six runs in the first two innings, and they were able to keep Lamar scoreless through seven. Christian Little was the starter last night. He was relieved by Will Helmers and Garrett Edwards. The pitching staff did a phenomenal job in helping out uh, with the offense that was on last night. Um, and as we said, LSU now 12-1 and on the season. 
Uh, they'll be here this weekend uh, for a three-game set, really before things get cranked up next week with Texas A&M. But Samford will be in town for a three-game set starting on Friday at the box uh, to, uh, to close out this non-conference regular season schedule. But LSU last night, 9-2. to two, Another bomb by Paxton Kling. Kling last night hit a solo shot, his second of the season. Uh, he's really coming on, man. He's a guy that I know yesterday uh, I pissed a lot of the LSU baseball crowd off uh, and the locals by calling him a, him a new name that we were talking about. And he's been a guy that's been around since the fall and uh, that Jay Johnson has really uh, openly spoke about uh, through the, the, the beginning of the season. So uh, Kling, not so much a surprise to uh, a lot of the, 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 the true LSU baseball fans, but definitely here early in the season coming on and, uh, and playing very well. He's, 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 he's striking the ball right now uh, after another home run uh, last night. So LSU, 9-2 to winners last night over Lamar, uh, and uh, they will host Sanford for a three-game set this, uh, this weekend. Uh, and then LSU basketball keeps the season alive last night with a new face, Sean Phillips, uh, steps in and gives LSU a spark to beat Georgia 72-67. Phillips had 13 and 10 in the game, and that was really kind of a, a breath of fresh air. Noah's here with us. Uh, Noah going to go out to uh, to practice uh, this morning and check it out, and uh, I'll be covering it. But we were watching the game, obviously, last night, and Noah and Stewie and I were talking about it. I mean, LSU could have used <laughs> Sean Phillips a lot this season. I mean, the, the floor – really opens up when you have the ability to offensively rebound. And Phillips gives you an offensive rebound threat, and he's also a tremendous rim protector when it comes to defense. I, th- I thought that that was a, a, uh, a bright young face for LSU on the heels of seeing guys like Terrell Ward and, and Jalen Reed. Uh, Phillips is kind of the three-headed monster of this young nucleus that if they can keep intact, you know, that, that, yeah. that could be something to build around. Well, I mean, you saw in those last, you know, those two big plays at the end by Phillips, two things that LSU hadn't had all season, which is run protection and offense rebounding, like you said. And, you know, LSU misses a shot. They get the putback, miss that, and then he gets the putback dunk. So that's two offensive rebounds, one possession. And the next play, he gets beat on defense and makes a great recovery and blocks a shot um, that he shouldn't be able to block. Um, And so, I mean, really, but all game, you know, there were possessions where he was getting – tap outs, and then rebounds, like two, three offensive rebound possessions that LSU hadn't been able to do all year. It's been one shot, get back on defense. Um, and so it was really, a, like you said, a breath of fresh air for the basketball team because everybody else just looked more comfortable with him on the floor. Definitely. The floor opens up. Yeah. Uh, you know, for a team that is bad at shooting, and you could see even Georgia last night was playing two, three feet off of guys like Hannibal and Miller – uh, and just daring them to shoot. When, when you have a threat like Phillips is under the goal to rebound offensively, uh, you know, those shots don't become as uncomfortable. You know, you're not as, you're not as scared to pull the trigger on those, those shots when they leave you open because you got somebody down there that can clean it up and get an easy putback. And I thought, really, for um, LSU last night, obviously, uh, Sean Phillips was, was huge and tremendous in the way that he was able to help them out. Um, and LSU stays alive. They keep their season alive for, uh, for, for another game. And, 
you know, you know, it, it, it seems as if, um, you know, you're, you're really kind of playing, playing for your life at this point. Right. I mean, uh, at, at any point could be your last game and LSU will have Vanderbilt today, uh, at, uh, another, uh, late one. Is this eight o'clock tip? I think it is another late game. Uh, is, I believe it's an eight o'clock tip. Yeah. Um, but LSU stays alive and a team that they beat a couple of weeks ago in Baton Rouge, uh, in Vanderbilt with Jerry Stackhouse and the Commodores. We'll take them on tonight. Now in their hometown, back in Nashville, uh, a part of the SEC championship, a best of the SEC tournament. So uh, I, I thought, look, man, the game looked easy uh, for, for, for a lot of guys last night, including K.J. Williams. Uh, yeah. I, I thought Phillips, that, that was a testament to him of, you know, really the floor, like we said, opening up because of his play. Yeah, I mean, it was just – it was a completely different LSU team. Like in the first half, I mean, they turned the ball over like I think it was one time in the first half, yeah. which is hard to lose a basketball game when you don't turn the ball over. In the second half, they started getting kind of loose with it and losing it, and that's how Georgia got back into it. But the, the thing that was the best to see was they didn't get out of it. Like mm-hmm. LSU, a lot of times in these games has, you know, even in the Georgia game before, they yeah. they let Georgia come back, and then they just kind of fall apart. Um and I, I think really being able to keep possessions alive with Phillips. But K.J. Williams and Trey Hannibal played outstanding on the offensive end to just get to the rim and try to keep possessions going and give Phillips a better chance to get on the glass. Um, and, and on defense, they never really got out of it. They kept playing. And even um, Georgia was able to get some face cuts in the middle of LSU's 1-3-1 one, one, um, and get some easy looks. But then you saw LSU adjust, which is something that they have not done all year. They have not been able to adjust. Right. You know, they, they'll, they'll get beat on something, and it seems like they get beat on it again and then again. So they are able to adjust and just play better. Um, and then they started protecting the ball more at the end, and it was just a completely different team than we've seen all season. It was. Uh, LSU will tip it off again tonight versus Vanderbilt. That'll be an 8 o'clock tip-off over in Nashville. and. As we said, you know, lose and you're going home at this point. And for LSU, not a lot to play for as far as postseason hopes go. But uh, obviously some bright spots with guys like Sean Phillips and Jalen Reed and Tyrell Warden. As soon as the season ends, whether it's tonight or whether it's uh, in a couple of days and LSU can stay alive, their first priority will be to go in defensive mode for all those three guys. Because if they lose... Ward, Reed, Phillips, um, you know, as collectively or really any individuals, uh, that will make it significantly more difficult to compete into the future. I mean, those guys are, they're the nucleus right. of what you're trying to build here. If you're Matt McMahon, if there's any hope of bringing guys in and, and putting it on a, a competitive roster, you have got to keep Phillips, Reed, and Ward and uh, it was good to see Phillips last night get in there with some extended time and, uh, you know, put down a triple-double. Remember, Daily, we're brought to you by Katie's Restaurant. Katie's Restaurant located in New Orleans down on Iberville Street. Heading down to New Orleans this morning right after practice. Got some meetings down there this morning and then doing Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher this afternoon. His television show that uh, airs live at, at 1 o'clock. Uh, and we'll be on with him. Always look forward to uh, to linking up with our friends down in New Orleans. and. Uh, of course, Katie's Restaurant, located down on Iberville Street. You can stop and see them. Always cold beer, always great selections. They got uh, St. Louis-style pizza. 
uh, and tons on the menu to choose from. Some of Louisiana's favorites if you are uh, if you're down in New Orleans and want to get a taste of the city and check out uh, some of the traditions and uh, some of the people of the city, check out Katie's Restaurant, uh, katiesinmidcity.com, katiesinmidcity.com. Some other news yesterday that could affect the LSU men's basketball program or at least LSU men's basketball fans will keep their eye on. McNeese State moved off of their head coach, John Aiken, yesterday. And Aiken had been in Lake Charles for the past two seasons, and it just didn't work out. 22-45 and 45 for the Cowboys under Aiken and Heath Schroyer, who is the AD over at McNeese, said yesterday uh, that, uh, look, he had to make a tough decision. This is something that they had, uh, had wanted to put off because, uh, really, John Aiken was a friend uh, of Schroyer's. But it just, as we said, on the floor, uh, this season, McNeese 11-23 and for the Cowboys. And back-to-back seasons where it just wasn't, wasn't happening. Um, and Will Wade's name has started to pop up because, um, we mentioned Heath Schroyer, who's the athletics director down at McNeese, a very uh, good friend of Wade's, knows Wade, obviously from Wade's time, uh, in, in, uh, Baton Rouge and at LSU and in the state, um, and Schroyer knows what Wade can bring to a basketball program now. There, there, there is some concern of the, the, the penalties and the rulings have not been ruled upon yet and not been announced. So, you know, there is going to be some need of clarification for any type of school, for any school that wants to move on Wade. And, you know, look, there's a list of schools out there that would love to talk to Will Wade, but a lot apprehensive just because who knows what's hanging on or hanging over the head of whoever hires Wade because of what he's going to bring the program, right? So, you know, I think that this is, and if not announced, you have to go in front of a board and you have to explain on why you believe your program should hire someone like Wade to the NCAA. And for a guy like Schroyer, it makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, this is a program that has been off the radar for a significant amount of time that needs a, a splash. And if it means that you have to maybe sacrifice a scholarship for hiring a guy like Wade that hasn't had any type of ruling on him, well, I think that the risk is definitely worth the reward for a program like McNeese State. And when and my phone's been blowing up of people asking, is it real? Is it real? Is people, you know, is this... Is this going to happen? Is Wade going to McNeese? I, I don't know how real it is of, of, of being a done deal. I can say that there is interest out there for sure. But Wade's name has popped up all over the place. I think we saw this a couple of weeks ago when Ole Miss's job opened up and they moved from Kermit Davis and now have left this spot vacant. Now Chris Beard's name, who was the former head coach at Texas Tech and Texas before fired earlier this year because of a domestic dispute in his home has now become the lead candidate in Oxford to replace Kermit Davis before next season. And for somebody like Wade, if you can go to McNeese and immediately become relevant, win games, 
have players. It'll only be a matter of time. And when I say matter of time, like before next year, before one, you know, some school makes a move and hires Wade. You know, once the rulings come out, and I expect the rulings to come out here at some point over the next couple of hopefully weeks, you know, obviously months, but it it's either going to be a one-year show clause that he's serving right now, right? Like, that. I mean, he could say, okay, well, I, I sat the year out and become immediately eligible, or the team that hires him may have to forfeit a scholarship. I mean, it's going to be... It'll be very, very minor, in my opinion. In my opinion. Um, so we'll see. But I, I expect, yes, I mean, I think that, that the, the, the smoke around Will Wade and, and McNeese is definitely real. You know, I mean, I definitely think that that's something that that's, there's interest and there's, uh, you know, conversation. This, this could be dangerous for Matt McMahon. And, again, you know, Matt McMahon, I, I, I always want to have and make sure that there is a tone of ultimate respect for Matt McMahon and his coaching style, the way that he knows the game. And, ultimately, you know, I mean, he, he's a great basketball mind. I mean, that, that, that I'm not questioning. The task that he took on feels at times almost unwinnable, right, with the way that he had to restore the roster, the public relations that he had to battle back from, from the program nationally. And then nobody really talks about the PR of the LSU basketball team locally. There's a lot of people out there that love Will Wade. There's a lot of people in the community that still have a Wade mentality. I know that I've talked to numerous people that, have not gone back or have felt like it's a totally different product since obviously Wade's been gone and there was a relationship between Wade, the community, the fan base, and a specific section of the fan base that was very personal that, you know, is very difficult to compete with if you're Matt McMahon because McMahon is more of a close my office door, let me watch film, let me get on the whiteboard, I'm not really into the networking part of the job, which is fine. And it, it's, not a, it's not a prerequisite that you must have to be a coach, right? But there's certain programs that if you're going to be the coach at, it works out a lot better if you can win games and have a little bit of salesmanship and personality to go out there and network and form a relationship with the fan base. And I would say that LSU basketball fits that profile that, you know, at times, if you don't pay attention to it, it can become easily forgotten. And it also has and feels as if there's an administration that will allow that to happen, right? As long as football's producing and baseball's out there competing and you can get a sport like women's basketball to keep you relevant in, in, in other sections of the seasons, well, how much does men's basketball really mean to the entire wheel that's turning, right, and pumping out all this, this, this financial success for, for everybody to swim in? So 
Matt McMahon's job, the task that he takes on, almost feels as if it's an impossible gig at times, right? To really, really win, to really be successful. If he was dealt the, 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 the cards that he was, which was, hey, build the roster completely over in eight months and be competitive in the SEC to there's not that marketing component to McMahon that you can really, you know, grip onto and say, hey, we need you out in the community, like really kind of shaking hands, selling the program and, you know, pumping people up. Just not a strong suit. He doesn't want to do it. You can't ask somebody to be, you know, someone that they're not. So, you know, if if McNeese hires Will Wade and you know what Wade's formula is going to be, you know, I mean, he, he's he's probably going to carry the, the boot up slogan. If he's still in Louisiana, there'll be some form of it that he is recruiting to and owning the state and out there and the media is going to be following him and he's not going to turn down any interviews and he's going to be everywhere and he's going to be selling his program and he's going to be getting players. I mean, you know that. He's going to be getting players. And that combined with the possibility of LSU men's basketball struggling again. And look, I'm not here to be doom guy, you know, doom and gloom all day. But I mean, give me the prospects of down the road what makes you excited about the program. Now, Sean Phillips and Jalen Reed and Tyrell Ward make me feel like you got a nucleus that you can build around. I also don't feel very secure sitting here on what potentially could be the last day of the season that they're all going to be intact here in a week. If they are, huge win. But just a scenario that could possibly be out there, and I can tell you that you know this, this story of McNeese and Wade is going to pick up a lot of steam here over the next couple of days. You know, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen quick. And I would say that we'll know in the next 72 hours or at least by Monday afternoon if Will Wade is going to be the head coach at Lake Charles at McNeese. And if he is and if he does become and fill that spot, Man, that's another that's another challenge, that's another landmine, that's another mountain that the LSU men's basketball program is going to have to climb under, you know, Matt McMahon that he really didn't he really didn't form. He really didn't have control over. It's not his fault that the program was totally blown up and he had to rebuild the roster in eight months when he got here. It's not gonna be, you know, really his doing, his personal issue that McNeese has hired Will Wade, but that's that's kind of where it is. That's the hand that McMahon was dealt. When you got the LSU job, this is where the program was. It needed a brand new roster, and you had to make it happen in eight months. And, you know, 10 months after LSU hired you, another state school hired the former king of the of the program, someone that was celebrated, someone that was personable, someone that was accessible, someone that people felt like they really knew, supported, and now he's 
two hours west. And it, it just, that is, that is something that, that will be just another challenge for, for, for the McMahon regime at LSU. Um, so Lucius Felter, are we really talking about McNeese? Absolutely. We are all Lucius because Lucius, uh, because McNeese could be on the doorstep of hiring LSU's former head basketball coach. Do you not think that that would be news? I mean, like, what do you want to just sidestep that gloss over it? I mean, think about the weight of that story. Arthur Coco, yeah, McMahon, you shouldn't have taken the job. No, I'm not saying that McMahon should not have taken the job. I think McMahon, still knowing the result of the first year of the outcomes of the game and knowing that McNeese could potentially hire Will Wade, I think he'd still take it. You know, I mean, the money is incredible. The opportunity to coach in the league is something that a, a coach is, you know, looking and, and trying to, to accomplish and trying to do. Um, so, look, there, there's a lot of positives to it. But at the time that he accepted it, I mean, there, there's a lot of things working against him. And a lot of it he, he had no control over. I mean, the day he took the job, there were two walk-ons on the roster. You know, I mean, that, 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 wasn't, that, that wasn't his fault, but it was his problem. The day after his season comes to an end in year one at LSU, a state school might announce that they're hiring the former coach that the program had more ticket sales, more enthusiasm, more emotion, more support than it had had in 20 years, 25 years. I mean, that's not his doing. That's not his issue, but it's his problem now. He's going to have to deal with that. He, when he goes to, 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 to Lake Charles, when he goes to Lafayette, when he goes to Houston to recruit, Will Wade's going to be sitting right there. When he goes into restaurants in Lake Charles to grab a po' boy at Daryl's on a recruiting trip or at the state championship games that are happening right now. I mean, if I'm McNeese, I'm hiring Wade today or tomorrow. I'm putting a jumpsuit on him, and I'm putting him into Burton Arena this weekend and saying, go shake hands, hand out cards, and be the story of the entire, of the entire tournament. And if you're Matt McMahon and you get back from Nashville and you walk in there with an LSU jumpsuit and Will Wade sitting in there with a McNeese jumpsuit and just freshly hired, I don't care how you slice it. Right. That's a sour day. You know, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's a day where LSU's playing stepbrother to McNeese yeah. at the state championship basketball game. You know, Wade's walking in there with all the relationships, right. all the players knowing. He knows all the players. He knows all the players' families. He knows all the players' AAU coaches. He knows the whole deal. McMahon and his crew are still trying to get adjusted to yeah. Louisiana. You know, I mean, yeah. and it, and it, it even to another extent, like it makes LSU fans feel a different way. You know what I mean? Like it's hard for LSU fans because you know a lot of LSU basketball fans, the majority were attached to Will Wade because of what he brought back, and so to see him, you know, in the same state at a smaller school. But 
still having that same big persona and aura that he has when it comes to recruiting, you know, that can that can make the the criticism against McMahon even stronger. Yeah. Because they can you know, you can just get bitter. No doubt. Knowing that, that you're the coach that brought your program back is right down the road. Deron Trawls, y'all gonna run this man out of Baton Rouge, Jordy. You have a show on your network with the guy. You're promoting the dude the same you did for the old Miss job. I, you think I'm promoting, and they're listening to what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, you, you you really think that? I mean, the 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 athletic director for Ole Miss was in town talking to the biggest Ole Miss Louisiana booster two weeks ago, and they called me about Will Wade. I mean, that that's nobody's listening to the show saying Kalata thinks that we should hire Will Wade. Will Wade's name is popping up because Will Wade can coach basketball. And if you're in need of a basketball coach, Will Wade's name is going to be relevant if, and as soon as he's cleared, because as we've said here and on that podcast that you just referenced, when he shows up, he's got players and that's the name of the game. That's the name of the game. It's players. And it's very possible LSU in a couple of weeks doesn't have that players. You know? I mean, very possible. Um, so, it, it's it's going to be interesting to see. The next the next couple of days should be interesting, man. It, it, it's it's going to be uh, – did they not play in Burton Coliseum anymore? Did they change the name of it or they got a new Coliseum? Or they got a new spot? I mean, have you been to Mm-mm. McNeese's? No, it's in the middle of like a, it's like a, a bombing site. I mean, there's <laughs> nothing around it. <laughs> um, make sure to hit that like button, share button, comment button. We're about to take off. We're about to get out of here, and we're gonna go check out first day of spring practice. We'll have a little bit of a uh, a recap for you uh, afterwards. But um, as we said, um, with the opening over at Ole Miss. Uh, the University of Mississippi has met with former Texas head coach Chris Beard is in the process of vetting him to potentially be the next head coach of the men's basketball program. Look around the SEC. Hmm. Look at the coaches in the basketball in, in the basketball portion now. I mean, this is really quickly becoming the top basketball league in college basketball year in, year out. I know this year they're going to uh, – they, they struggled a little bit. Last year they, they, they put nearly eight – was it eight teams in, into the tournament? They put eight teams into the tournament mm-hmm. last year. They'll probably get six this season. But, I mean, you look up and now you've got Chris Beard at the SEC spring coaches yeah. meeting or at least SEC coaches meetings as representative of a basketball program and the guys that are coaching and on the sidelines in this league, man, I mean, it's, it's slowly kind of becoming the, you know, reputable to what the football yeah. is. I mean, you've got the best coaches, the best facilities. Beard's going to take this job. You know, I mean, he's desperate, obviously, to get back into it and to land on his feet in the SEC – at a job that really, I mean, you win, it's like Bruce Pearl. Yeah. It's the exact same situation that Bruce Pearl landed in. Where Pearl was condemned by the NCAA, and by no means am I comparing what happened to them off the floor. Pearl messed with the NCAA. Chris Beard messed with the law. Both of them lost their jobs where they were. 
Pearl at Tennessee, Beard at Texas. Both of them potentially, if Beard takes the job at Ole Miss, which if he's offered, we got to believe he's accepting. Right. At schools, Auburn and Ole Miss, that, hey, you win in basketball, man, they'll build a statue and name a road after you. But if you don't, who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when's football season? I mean, there's no real – it's kind of like with the situation that Wade was in here in Baton Rouge. Right. I mean, no it was, pressure. When he took it over, it was like, hey, man, I mean, you can win if you want. Right. You know, I mean, it'll be really cool if you do, but if you don't, it's all good. I mean, gave Trent Johnson an extension. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it was I – mean, it wasn't like they really put that much of an emphasis right. on it. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, it's – and I mean, with the transfer portal and everything, like Chris Beard could have them a oh, dude. Co- completely different team next year. Oh man, you know, like, and in two years they could be competing for an SEC championship. Like it's just the league continues to get better, and you can only hope that LSU follows suit and gets better. But it's just kind of hard to see it that way. Uh, all right, everybody, have a good rest of your day. We're heading over to LSU. We're going to go check out these uh, this football practice day one. We're going to see how they divvy up these quarterback reps. We'll let you know about it, and we are going to let you know about it uh, at the right time. We ain't messing with Bondette and his crew this year. <laughs> no we're make sure and follow directions on this deal. Make sure we do this deal right uh, as uh, as we are heading back over to uh, to LSU this morning. Going to go check out practice. Y'all have a good rest of the morning. Uh, Make sure to hit that like button, share button, comment button. Uh, If you've not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do so. Uh, We will uh, will be with you uh, here with some content updated shortly and back with you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Have a great day.